You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to yet another, another uh, Tadpog podcast. And it sounded like you were like doing a like a rock thing. My diaphragm a did a weird thing. I don't know. My diaphragm. diaphragm? My, my diaphragm did a weird thing, David. So they, so they call it in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> Here we call it a diaphragm. There they call it a diaphragm. My my inner whore's plunger. <laughs> Your what? Inner whore's plunger. Inner whore's plunger? Yeah, yeah, like I'm a whore. But oh, a plunger, diaphragm. diaphragm. Like the kind that you there put you in a, a whore. To prevent pregnancy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, madam. Uh, if, you wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind popping this in, I'm not concerned about diseases that you might carry. But but I imagine you're um, quite loose. <laughs> well, it's Hat Pock Podcast, a show that happens uh, every week. Every week. Every week for whether five you, plus years. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> some people do, some people don't. Some people are indifferent, and that's fine. Yep. We're, o- is, we're okay with that. It's pretty much just how podcasts do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this week, yes, per, per the randomizer, the blessings of the randomizer and its infinite wisdom. All hail the randomizer. All hail the randomizer. All hail the randomizer. I've come back around on the randomizer. Randomizer's... Randomizer's a good god. Yep. I'm going to keep it like that uh, so we get a good game to play next see, week. See, you're a wise man. So it has gifted us with Desert Strike. There's something after the colon. Colon. Return to the Gulf. Return to the Gulf. So, long, long story, medium, turn into a medium story. Mm-hmm. We did Jungle Strike. A long time ago. A long ass time ago. I remember nothing about the game. Nothing about the episode. I don't just know we did an episode worry. on it. Do not worry, because I don't yeah. have an intro, <laughs> but I can tell you about the Jungle Strike Perfect. episode if you're interested in that. So way back then, uh, we were we had planned to have Kevin Link on that episode. Mm-hmm. We did not have the ability to bring him in over over Eisenhower's set of of tubes and pipes that connect all the world's computers. <laughs> and we still don't. We literally have a we <laughs> well, literally true. have him on a phone call right now. <laughs> But so, so we have that capability now. So motor, fuck. master cycle, master Baron. cycle Baron Kevin Link. I practiced back on the show number two. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Tad Bog Nation? Good to be back. Good to have you back, Link. I, I don't think you've been on since Super Bomberman Two, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, see what happened is I got locked in the Temple of Time for seven years. <laughs> so, here I am. <laughs> Thank you for helping me write the uh, intro for this post. <laughs> Master Cycle Baron back from the Temple of Time. <laughs> <laughs> so every time that you come on, like we have to play the doo 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 doo. Or you can just I'm do it. Right oh, that's true. I can yeah. just do it. <laughs> so I don't. If, have to edit. if that's even the the song of time, I do not remember. <laughs> Do you know this? It's been a long time. Oh, I was about to put you on the spot and ask if you do the song of time. But before we all dive into Desert Strike, Return of the Gulf. It's going to be really hard for me to not say Desert Storm. Every yep. every time you say Desert, sh- I'm like Storm. Desert. Sh- <laughs> I'm your bitter host, Tyler. 
And I've, I've got a few stories. i got a few stories. All right. I know you sent me a message about one of them. I'm really curious about mm-hmm. that one. Do you want to start with that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were blackballed from somewhere? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. The, the ER. But <laughs> so last time we recorded, there was the day I had a vasectomy. Well, now, now time has passed. Your balls were in the temple of time. Yeah, right. <laughs> now they're out. My balls, well, my balls were in the water temple. Let's put it more like that. <laughs> because, I mean, it was pretty uh, uncomfortable, not too bad, but I feel like it was more uncomfortable than it should have been because everybody was like, ah, after three days, you'll be more mobile, you're okay, then after a week, you'll be 100%. It's not the case for me. So after about five days, I mean, I, I can't see my balls. Just normal visual acuity. I can't see my balls. They're tight to the chassis. They're they're tight you, to the chassis, yeah. and then and I got got that I got that Garfield belly. I can't see I can't see my balls. <laughs> and I see my dick, but I can't see my balls. And you're a vampire. <laughs> yeah, those mirrors do not work. Not an option. <laughs> so I asked Melissa. I was like, "Hey, would you check out my balls? Because my right one really hurts. My mm. left one, not so much. It feels a little sore. My right one oh. really hurts. Baby, can you squeeze my plums for me?" <laughs> <laughs> you squeeze my plum in my grape because <laughs> that's better than a grape and a raisin. Because <laughs> because I I drop drop trowel, lay it back on the bed, and spread eagle for her. Yeah, and as soon as I did, this is forty style. The, this, her reaction was, "Oh my god!" Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought, oh, she's joking, and I held the moment, and she still looked at it in horror, and still looked at it in horror. Didn't break her contact of looking at it in horror. And I was like, oh, God, she's serious. She's gazing into the abyss. Like, What's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong with my balls? She's like, that one is black. Like, black. Necrosis. And the other one is a dark purple. And it's like, okay, I have to see it. Take a picture. So, Link in the show notes, yes. cadfog.com. So I do have a picture of my, my post-vasectomy balls. So I still have, like... I have the dissolvable stitches, but at this point they were still pretty intact. So, and the uh, my incisions were at like the top of my sack. So, from the vantage point that she took it, like it looks like a like a re- earless, really sad eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> like if you turn it upside down, yeah. it's like my like my dick is eeyore's nose, and then like my incisions are his eyes, and he's just blue and purple and droopy. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> Sad, but I mean, Sad it was boy. like that black ball is like Vanta black. It is fucking black. <laughs> Vanta black. Yeah. What is Vanta? Vanta black is the blackest of blacks. Oh. You taught me something. There you go. You taught me something about my craft. If you if you look up Vanta Black, it yeah. almost looks cartoonish because it's so black. It looks like it it's not real. You don't mean Fanta Black, not Fanta. The, the Fanta energy drink. <laughs> man, I had a Fanta, Fanta black. black at ten o'clock last night, and I fucking did not get to sleep. Oh man, I just killed so many Jews after I drank that Fanta Black. <laughs> it's because <laughs> Nazi Coke. Yeah, we, it's, it's Nazi, Nazi Coke. Coke. We need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like I like to get juiced up and, and do some ethnic cleansing. No, it's not to go. I also think that it's funny that we explain it away while Bill with it's Nazi Coke and then do not go any further in explaining. 
Oh, and then my my sec I'll tell my second story and then I'll link I want to pass it off to you because prior to the show I meant to send Dave some Tadpog Theater and I didn't, so I need to do that. <laughs> Pause, time out. Okay. Are your balls okay? Yeah, yeah. They're they have continued to lighten. So now one Jesus, is, bury the yeah, fucking say, lead. Sorry, Why don't sorry, you sorry, sorry. Yeah, I had a black ball and uh I don't know, man. Yeah, All right, Link, that, what's up with you, man? <laughs> Cause like that one, that that right one is still like swollen. So it's still like when I walk, I can feel it like dragging me down. And like even like. It's like a chain chomp. And, and <laughs> you should have like got some white out and had Melissa paint teeth on it. <laughs> I mean, it didn't stop me from having sex. So, of course but, not. It, but it was really weird that I could have like one like larger, more swinging testicle hitting me as I'm having sex. And then when it hits me, it hurts. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I will say that there. That having having some hangers is fun during sex. <laughs> Especially it's like, uh, you know how like you, you pull the lid off the toilet tank and you see the flapper and it like yep. covers that hole. It's like, yeah, that's kind of how it that's- is. <laughs> and then my, my other story is one, one, one not so humorous, but I wanted to tell everybody. Um, because once we got Jack home... He he just started eating less and less and less, uh, and they they admitted him back into the NICU. Every, everything's fine. He's okay. We were just worried about him. Did Nickelodeon take over the hospital? <laughs> the NICU. The NICU. <laughs> Did you win a sweepstakes? Taylor Swift came and played the NICU. It's amazing. <laughs> they slime. The babies the- just sat there. <laughs> Uh, she did not sing Shake It Off because when you're given a baby in Kentucky, they make you watch a video that explains not to shake your baby. She's in so. jail now. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he went in. They they put a, like his just feeding tube back through his nose to make sure he got adequate nutrition, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, it looks like we're still trying to figure They thought maybe he had pyloric stenosis, which is... What is that? That's Paylor like the muscle, the muscle at the bottom of your stomach that leads into like your small intestine. Yeah, it 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 hulks out and it gets too strong and closes completely and constricts and just makes baby's projectile vomit across the room every time. Uh, we thought he might have had that, and he he's borderline to having that, but he doesn't have it, so it's not the prime. It's not really the real issue. And there's nothing we can do about it. He'll because he continues to grow. It'll get better. So it's it's not, it's not a big deal. Is it just like a wait waited out kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. If that if it closes completely, they have to have surgery to open it up. But being borderline, if they were to like try to have the surgery, then it would be too weak and things would get way worse. I got you. So, how long do you have to wait? Any idea? Like how long does he have to stay in the NICU? Uh, Say we're not sure. Okay. They're they're basically until we figure some some things out. Gotcha. Like he has. They they think and it kind of lines up. It's help. They think he might have a dairy allergy, so a cow's milk allergy. So a lot of his special formulas were all cow's milk based. And Melissa loves milk and cheese, so that will come through breast milk. Yeah. So now Melissa's cut out dairy. They have a non-dairy formula, you know, with them. And she's miserable. She's miserable. <laughs> it's very man. It's easier to do keto than it is like no dairy. No dairy would be tough for me. Yeah. Like I don't like drinking milk or anything, but like. I do like cheese, it's, it's man. It's in a lot of shit that you you wouldn't really expect. Yeah. So, and so that that's helping him. Um, they got him on some Prilosec. Like his reflux is really bad. That's that's helping him. So now it's just trying to figure. And he's apparently he's super picky, very picky about what he eats. So they're just trying to now find if they can find a formula that's high enough calorie um, that he doesn't have to eat a whole bunch of it. Like the only one he likes is a really low calorie, and he gets. 
too tired before he finishes it all. Diet breast milk. Because he has to a lot. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> breast milk zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anything else we've tried, he doesn't, he doesn't like. It's too heavy. So it's just, if we can find a heavy one so he can get the nutrition that he needs as he grows, I think he'll be okay. But if if not, then we'll have to look at, like, maybe some surgery to put, like, a tube into it, the side of his stomach, like a G-tube. Then what he doesn't eat, then we can just put in there directly like that bypassing so that, the yeah that's yeah. yeah that's not what we want to do no, that's that, no. that's like the worst case scenario yeah. but they've got a lot of stuff they're going to try first so he's in the NICU here in Paducah instead of being in in Louisville so for now everything everything's good he's taken care of it's just trying to figure out how to help him eat so he's all good though good i'm glad i'm ready for Let's him to be here. home again me too <laughs> but linky you got any intros yeah, so uh, I think I'll piggyback on your ball story there. I got Excellent, a, yeah. yeah. Tell us about your hangers. I got an interesting <laughs> time. Uh, I was actually in high school. I got really into paintball, like super, super doing it a lot, like every weekend. And uh, so there was this one time uh, we're out in the woods and we're playing, and it's team versus team, kind of capture the flag type of deal. And I'm uh, doing pretty good. Took out a couple of guys, and I'm getting ready to charge the flag. I'm going to get it. I'm going to win it. This is what we're going to do. Uh, so in, in my act of bravery to get to this flag, I did not notice someone who was about five feet away from me, and they shot me. And when they did, apparently they had the feet per second on their gun turned up quite a bit because it went right through my jeans, right through oh my, my boxer, and hit my right testicle. Like it, wait, like what do you mean it went right through? Like it tore through the fabric? Yeah, like it punched a hole through my jeans, through my boxer shorts, and hit my right testicle. Oh my God. So I immediately just, and now the funny thing is there's actually someone somewhere has home video of this because we had a video guy out there recording that day. Bob Saget. That man's uh, name is Bob Saget. (laughs) Yes. Did a little funny voice like Bob Saget when I got hit. (laughs) I'm Kevin Lincoln. I'm going to play some people. I'm going to capture the flag on my ball. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happened is I immediately just grabbed my balls and fell over to the side. Uh, full, full running and then stop down on the ground. <laughs> my liver, my uh, liver. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, I reach in there and I feel, uh, some fluids and I'm really worried at this point because I don't really know what it is. You're not sure if it's pain uh, or not. No, oh, yeah, I was a whole lot of, a whole lot of pain. And, uh, you know, so I pull my hand out and it's red and I'm freaking out, just freaking out thinking that, oh my God. This paintball has now exploded my testicle, and then and you, everything you, was kind of put put to rest. Whenever the guy was like, "Oh no, I'm just I'm using red paint." <laughs> you probably shouldn't use red paint in paintball. <laughs> yeah, this guy's. I mean, look, I don't know him, but like he's done two things now that make me feel like he's kind of a paintball dick. I think he's Dexter. Like, yeah, <laughs> turn up too hot so he hurts people and making it red like that. Mm, that's plan. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's my intro story about balls and the time that I suffered a fate worse than getting kicked in them. Oh, so were you like swollen or? Yeah, do oh you... yeah, for days afterwards, it was horrible. <sighs> you have uh, it really you... painful. Were you able to keep it? You have it. <laughs> yes, I still have it. Right. Uh, it's still there. Thank God, I didn't have to have it surgically removed <laughs> or altered in any way. So I consider myself rather fortunate. It's split yeah. in two now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a half. <laughs> And uh, from that day forward, we decided to bring a chronograph to the field and make everybody dial in their guns. What is a chronograph? Uh, measures feet per second. You essentially shoot a paintball through it, 
Uh, there's two uh, sensors, one on the front, one on the back, and it measures how long it takes to get from the front sensor to the back sensor. I got you. So kind of like when they measure how fast someone, like pitcher, throws a ball. Mm. Sorry, I just yep. watched East, a lot of Eastbound and Down, so like that's just Such a good pretty show. much on my mind. But it's now. also the sequel to Chrono Trigger. Oh my Chrono, god. Chronograph. The chronograph. <laughs> chronograph. Chrono Trigger. That's the strategy guide? <laughs> the chronograph. <laughs> but yeah, isn't Eastbound and Down so fucking good? Yeah, I like it a lot. Man, yeah, I, I feel uh, I feel great shame that it's taken me so long to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's really good. I, I still haven't seen it, but I hear good things from everybody that I work with. They talk about it often. Mm-hmm. It's man, good, man. Man, so good. I have to check it out. But Dave, I, I sent to your to your Facebook account uh, uh, a, a Tadpog script. You did. I did. You want to do um you want to do a little Tadpog theater? I would love to. Do you do you is it because you realized that we did it on the Jungle Strike episode? Did we really? Yeah. All right. Here, before <laughs> no, we, just sheer sheer just good coincidence. Perfect. Yeah, no. This is like this is like <laughs> your mind how it works. It's like game about helicopter, Tadpog theater. I think it's the uh the inside any infinite wisdom of the randomizer. You think so? Yeah. Before we get into Tadpog Theater, I do want to talk about the Jungle oh, Strike okay. episode a little please, bit. Please, please, Because that's my only intro bit. <laughs> other than I can't talk about my balls other than the fact that they're fucking big and they swing low. Um, and that's not really even bragging. It's just like more of a liability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So we did an episode on Jungle Strike almost six years ago. It was published like in August. So mm. in like two months, it'll be six years ago. Damn. Um, it is unlistenable ear cringe. Like it is, <laughs> I could not make it through it. I was mm. like, I'm going to listen to this. So I make sure we're not rehashing the same shit. The audio quality was, was pretty bad. Everything about it is horrible. <laughs> every, every, if you name a thing, ask me about it. It was like, was it good or bad? It was bad. Was it, was it funny? No, it was not. Was the audio quality good? Nope. What did we talk about on that episode? Well, let me tell you what we talked about on that episode. Uh, Jungle Strike was number 71 on IGN's top 100 SNES games. Uh, Super early episode. Though. Very, very early episode. We talked about our top five. The five, the five people oh, that we get free all right, passes on. All right, all right. Would you like to hear your? Would you like to hear your yeah, top let, five? Let's see Do if you, I, wait, let's see if I still think any of them are on it. Can you rename it? I wonder. Uh, Charisma Carpenter. Charisma Carpenter is number one. The yeah. Family Feud style. It's rolled over. <laughs> uh, number one answer on the board. <laughs> Tina Fey. Tina Fey is not on there. Uh, Christina Hendricks. Ding ding. Number three. Third. Right, third answer right. on the board. Allison Brie. Ding, ding, for the answer on the All board. Right. Uh, Hasn't changed much, I see. <laughs> uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus? Not on there. You're missing Kim Kardashian. Okay. Uh, who we, on that episode, claimed was built to fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stand, stand by, by that by still? Yep. And yep. number five. Busy Phillips? Uh, the hottest girl in your improv class. Oh, shit. Now I can't think of her name. I don't know who you're talking about, though. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Um, so we went over that. Okay. I would still stand by, stand by Anna Kendrick, Kim Kardashian, and, uh, Chris McCarpenter. We did do Tadpog Theater. Well, who were your top five? See, man, the, I, I know <laughs> the answer. So it's not a, it's not a, well, here was mine. You ready? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife, and my gotcha. wife. Because I'm a good. good Christian I, boy. I had, a, I had a different wife back then, so it's totally different. So right, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And it's weird. <laughs> it's because it's like listening to old episodes and it's like it's weird because it's like 
Oh yeah, Tyler was married to Meg. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they were married. All right. Uh my here was mine. Number one, mm. Jennifer Connolly. I think she's still like she's your she's still up. carpenter. She's still up. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. she's in that spot. See, and the, what's great is six years from now I'll look back on this episode and be like, God damn it, they did it again. <laughs> They just why did they rename all those people now they're all dead. <laughs> also, uh also Dave spent a good amount of time saying that he listened to that Jungle Strike episode so they don't rehash that episode. Yeah, no, they rehashed it. <laughs> <laughs> Number 2 was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay. Number 3 was Becky Cloonan. Number 4, Mary Louise Parker. Mm. Number 5, Daisy Fuentes. All right. We did Tadbog Theater on the uh-huh. Jungle Strike episode, uh, where I was Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about the Taco King, Carlos Ortega. We uh, <laughs> talked a lot about Donnie Jeffcoat. Okay, yeah. We can still do that anytime. Uh, we failed multiple times to come up with the name of the game Dragon's Lair. <laughs> I was, I, it, it, let me tell you about a weird fucking Doctor Strange astral projection out of body experience is getting mad at myself six years ago where it's like, <laughs> it's fucking Dragon's Lair! You asshole! And it's like, we're all over. It's like, it's like Dragon something. It's like Dragon's Quest. Where do or- dragons live? What do they have? <laughs> It's like Dragon's Cave. A dragon's House. I don't know, man. <laughs> dragon House starring Donnie Jeffco. <laughs> uh, we also talk about you friending porn stars on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how's Penny Flame and Sienna West doing? Sienna days, West Tyler? unfriended me and I've unfriended Penny Flame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's uh, it's complicated, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Sienna West was fucking nuts, though. <laughs> like... And then you did Wiener tweets. Do you remember when that was a thing? Oh, yeah. That was a short-lived segment. Reading Anthony Wiener's tweets and how fucked up they were. (laughs) Yeah. So that's pretty much it. That's it. I I stopped listening. I was like, (laughs) seriously, I was like halfway in. I was like, okay, and we're done. (laughs) It sounds like we were recording it in a bathysphere. It's Uh, very very bad. If the audio quality had been better, I probably would have hung in there, even though it was wildly unentertaining. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you want to hear that, you can go to YouTube now. That one's definitely up on YouTube. Yeah, just type in Tadpog Jungle Strike on YouTube. Prepare to be... Uh, Lit down. Yeah, prepare to be <laughs> mediocre I don't know. mediocre mediocre <laughs> So you want to do Tadpog Theater? Is that uh, a I thing do. you want to do? You sent, me a, you sent me my script? Uh-huh. All right. So you scroll up to the top for the first message, and we'll go down. I think it would be funny if... Shaquille O'Neal. We're if, both Shaquille O'Neal. Both Shaquille O'Neal. If you play the role of me... Tyler, if I play uh-huh. the role of Tyler, and I play the goal, goal play the role of Chris Jarico Nine. <laughs> oh, this isn't. Oh, this isn't the game. I thought. Okay, all right. This is a different thing. I thought this was Tadbog Theater. Where oh, it's like, like for the Jungle Strike intro. No, no, no. This is an Instagram conversation I had with a random person who started messaging me on Instagram. And bear this in mind, as Tadpog Podcast. So I'm not under. I have my own personal Tyler W Holland account. No, no, no. This is to Tadpog Podcast. So you essentially want me to read your lines because his lines are the best lines. I just think it would be, <laughs> I think it'd be funnier if you're me. I don't know why. All right. I just do. If, right. you, if you want to, if you want to read Chris Jar, Chris, no, 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 no. Chris dot Jarico dot nine. <laughs> Wait, the the wrestler? 
Well, that that's Chris Jericho, <laughs> but I'm sure Chris Jericho was taken. So this guy, and yeah. you'll get his grasp on right. spelling as we continue. I'm on. pretty sure Chris Jericho was trapped inside nine <laughs> jars. <laughs> he killed Chris Jericho, chopped him up, put him in, put nine, him in nine jars, jars. <laughs> then shot Kevin Link in the nuts with a uh, with, an, <laughs> with, with a, a red paint. Thank you. Damn that guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so I <clears throat> get into. Chris Jarko. All right, I'm going to get in the mind of Tyler. All right. At this time, I have one black testicle. I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, very much. So I'm feeling real proud. Hey, sir, busy? Sir, do you want your podcast top rank? Hi, sure I do. That's how you sound. That is, that is how I meant to sound. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me how? That was five hours later. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, fuck this guy. Then it was like, wait a minute. This could be funny on the show. Sure. Sir, I am expert podcast promoter. What podcast do you promote for? Sir, any iTunes podcast, any category. Have you worked with any podcasts already? Yes. Sir, I will give you one day free trial. I'd like to check out your work with those podcasts. Can you give me their names? Sir, tipsy, bo- <laughs> tipsy podcast music category. I'll check it out. Okay. What benefits did you provide them after you worked with them? Sir, 180 <laughs> per month. I will give you listener, download, and subscribe, so you will get top rank. If you agree, order me. What about iTunes reviews, Stitcher reviews, Patreon subscribers, Facebook likes, and Twitter followers? How will you increase the downloads? Sir, if you agree, then I will give you one day free trial. (laughs) You see results. I'm interested in your methods to get results. Sir, give me your podcast iTunes link. You don't know anything about my podcast? Sir, I know. Okay, sir, 24 hours within results. Tell me about my podcast. If I'm going to work with you, then I need to know you know my podcast. Sir, one hours after, (laughs) I will give you a screenshot. What is the full name of my show? Sir, which country you want rank? Answer my question first. I cannot trust someone to promote my show who does not know my show. Sir, one hour's time, please, because in this time, busy. You can't promote my show if you do not know the title, Chris. You are starting to sound like a scam instead of an expert podcast promoter I can trust. Sir, you believe me. (laughs) You asked how to promote my show for money. How can you promote my show to new listeners when you do not know the title and what the show is about? Just tell me the full title of the show and what we talk about. This sounds good, Chris. Almost too good to be true. Just tell me so I can trust you. Chris, I thought you were my, I thought you were friend. <laughs> hold on, wait. I, I, hold on. Now I'm like, I don't know whose line I'm reading it. Yeah, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> Chris, I thought we were friend. And I give about what? And I about to give you money. <laughs> you done Chris Jarko yeah, with yourself. I, I started I started becoming Chris Jarko. <laughs> Be careful when you when you gaze into the Chris Jarko. So there there was a pretty long mess, message between just tell me so I can trust you and a long amount of time. I'm going to give you money. Yeah. And then he finally replies, Tyler and Dave play old games. Wow. Thank you. What do we talk about? You need to know so you know who to promote to. Sir, which country you top rank? What is the best country? UK, Germany, and USA. Why are they better than everyone else? The Tipsy Podcast doesn't follow you here, Chris. Why? I'm assuming you mean Facebook? I'm in Instagram. Oh, that's right. This is all Instagram. I yep. forgot. Because this order other Facebook. They are all white countries, Chris. That just seems a little racist. Sir, if you pay me 180 for a month, sir, you agree. 
do you know a lot about country music so you can promote my country music podcast? Which country? <laughs> that is not an answer, Chris. Sir, I have a worldwide team. I don't want a team, Chris. I want you personally to handle my country music podcast. Okay, sir. Chris. Sir, UK. Chris. Yes. I have a podcast about games. It's in the title you gave me. You don't know anything about my show. You broke my heart. Sir, stop. You fund me. <laughs> you fund me? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, your podcast, 164 Review. Now you're looking at it? You made it seem like you love my, my show so much you wanted to help. You were going to give me a one-day free trial. That's real love. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm crying now, Chris. Sir, if you give me order. My wife thinks you are very cute. Do you which country top rank? Do you want to see her bobs and vagine? <laughs> Sir, you are a busted. <laughs> I guess that's a no. You broke my heart twice and her heart once. Stopped. You stop this hurt. You should listen to my show tomorrow, Chris. I'm going to talk about you a lot. Do you like Fig 8? And he never replied. <laughs> All right, I forgot to do you as Shaquille O'Neal. I'm sorry. I hope you don't mind. That's okay. <laughs> so you're still waiting to hear back. Still waiting to hear back from Chris.Jarico.9. And I immediately sent all that to Jacob, who was very amused. Well, I mean, when are we going to start the country music podcast? That's true. It's the real question. Oh, you see, because I scammed him. I tricked him. You wanna, I was all tricksy. You want to do 90s country music? You want to do a podcast on 90s country music? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. We could get our dads on. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I'm trying to think. My dad listened to a l maybe a little country just because it was cleaner than all the rap music in the 90s. I, see. I, made, yeah. a, I made an assumption about your father. I'm sorry about it's that, pretty much Tyler. gospel. I was a real Chris Jarrico there. <laughs> My bad. Now, we start, we start a, a 90s gospel podcast. My dad's going to be all about it. All right. See if we can bring Promise back together, bring the band back together for an interview. That was the, that was the group your dad was yeah. in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. It was essentially it was like boys to men, but with dads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and one mom. Yeah. Uh, and a mom. And a mom. They had a mom. They had a mom. All right. Yeah. Wow, progressive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you talk about some uh, desert strike now? Not really. Okay. That's I mean, cool. we can if you want. You want to do that? That's whatever. Do you hear that? Yeah, I do hear that. What is that? <laughs> Sounds like sounds like the sweet country twang of Chris Jarico Nine. <laughs> What is that? You are, a, you sir, are a busted. <laughs> you are a busted. You are a busted. Which, of course, ushers in a segment that we like to call Dave Reads from Wikipedia, which sounds the same no matter what genre of music you sing uh -huh. it in. Okay, guys, Desert Strike colon Return to the Gulf is a shoot 'em up video game released by Electronic Arts in February 1992 for the Sega Genesis. The game was released on several other formats, such as the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which is specifically the version that we're going to be talking about here. Although, I did a little bit of research. There isn't a whole lot of difference between all the, the main Genesis and Super Nintendo versions. Um, inclu it includes a much upgraded version of the Amiga home computer. See, we realize I didn't say Amiga in there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, it's almost like I read ahead. <laughs> well, after after the comma, I don't normally do that. Uh, the game was inspired by the Gulf War 
and depicts a conflict between an insane Middle Eastern dictator, General Kilbaba, and the United States. Mm. Uh, the player controls an Apache helicopter and attempts to destroy enemy weapons and installations, rescue hostages, and capture enemy personnel while managing supplies of fuel and ammunition. Hell yeah. That's it. That's Desert, it's Desert Strike. I told you I almost said Desert Storm there. <laughs> Well, because Link, you used to uh, used to cook for the helicopter shop. Yeah, I sure did. If I'm at liberty to say that. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, when I was deployed to Afghanistan, I was deployed uh, as a cook in support of an aviation brigade. So we actually did all kinds of stuff for all the flight lines, so all the pilots uh, in both uh, helicopter and airplane. So did you, because I remember way back in the day, because you wanted to be on Jungle Strike. So do you have like a background with these games or they just hit a familiar chord with you? I actually uh, played both of the games whenever I was younger, uh, both Desert Strike and Jungle Strike. Uh, I really didn't get past the first mission. and We have that in common. (laughs) And I didn't get past the first mission this time either, but I enjoyed them. They were a little bit different. I did like kind of the sandbox atmosphere where you didn't have to do a specific cast in a specific order. So that's kind of one of the things that appealed to me. Uh, But basically, I would do the same thing that I do with most modern-day sandbox games and just run around and shoot shit until I crashed. That's how I played Jungle Strike, for sure. (laughs) Um, And I didn't get past the first mission in Jungle Strike, but... I did get past, I don't mean to brag here, oh. but I did get to the second mission in Desert Strike. Those big, normal, colored swinging what? balls. Yeah, the big old normal <laughs> balls on me. Look at me. Uh, I will say that I would never have been able to do it if it were not for Dr. Drunk in Twitch chat. I streamed this game this past Sunday, and um, he had played this game before and knew some tricks and knew just some general things that, like, I did not know going into the game. That really that really helped. Um, like, for instance... You can turn on Trump mode and commit war crimes? Oh, you can. You don't even have to turn on a mode for that. You can just, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I cool. mean, you can just do whatever you... Like, Link's, <laughs> Link's right. You, this game is the most fun when you're just flying around, just causing... <laughs> like, you're just an agent of chaos hovering above the fucking blood skies. Yeah, that's where this game fucking now, shines. One of the interesting things that they talked about adding into an earlier version of the game... Uh, was the fact that you would be penalized for collateral destruction, but they eventually pulled that out. They do kind of, uh, they do that a very little bit. Um, at the end of the mission, you get scored. Uh, like they, they score your run. And if you kill any of your, kill any friendlies, they remove points from your score. Um, if you destroy any, like, of, of the allies' property, they uh, if you kill any civilians, they reduce score. So there is that, but God, if there was like collateral damage, like on buildings or anything like that, that'd be <laughs> a, a fucking really tough one to overcome yeah. because it's like sometimes you just got to destroy buildings because it's like in this game, like constantly, I'm worried about running out of fuel because like you run out of fuel, and when you run out of fuel, your helicopter goes down, and. I get desperate, man. When my fuel gets in the yellow, it's like, ah, fuck it. We'll just, like, you can open up the map, and it'll show you, like, if there's any fuel on the map. But if it doesn't, it's like, fuck it, I'm blowing up buildings and hoping that there's barrels of fuel Mm -hmm. in one of these buildings. It's a good way to get fuel is to blow up everything around it. 
Yeah, you can <laughs> accidentally blow up the fuel, which uh, I have okay. done about right. a million fucking times because <laughs> they they do this like sadistic thing where it's like you'll destroy a building that has fuel in it, but it also has a dude with a bazooka in it, and it's yeah. like shit, kill the guy with the bazooka, and then uh, you inevitably blow also them. blow up mm. the fuel. Yeah, so it, it's dirty, is what I'm saying. But before before we started talking. Recording the show, Link, you would you you and David both brought up that this game had some controversy behind it when it when it first came out. Yeah, so uh, in the, in my research, this was originally supposed to be based on the Lebanese Civil War, which ran from 1975 to 1990, and the name of the game was actually supposed to be called Beirut Breakout. Whoa! However, <laughs> that during development, right as they were kind of writing the game, uh, Operation Desert Shield happened, which was the build up to Operation Desert Storm, which was when we actually attacked. And therefore, they're like, hey, this is going on right now. Let's just change the direction of the game. So they had a setting which closely mimicked Iraq, and they chose to have their main villain uh, look like and kind of act like a very uh, satirical, crazy version of Saddam Hussein. That's weird. I didn't notice that. (laughs) So like South Park. Perfect. (laughs) Right? Man, I forgot about Saddam on South Park. Have they? I, oh, fuck, so good. I so good. I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't know if he's made a return. I don't feel like I've seen, you don't have seen Saddam in a while, but God, oh, Saddam and Satan were so good. Yeah, very show. good. But, you know, who would have thought that EA would be the video game company to turn to war profiteering? So This is early EA. <laughs> this is different EA. Like, I've, I feel like we can't really tread on that territory too hard because it's like, 1993 EA versus like 2019 EA are like they're like two completely different beasts. But I heard like this was their this was their first big hit smash game. Yeah, it was really it sold gangbusters. And it's also uh the designer of the game first first time. Mm-hmm. First time designing a game. Just right out the right out the gate. Cuz what critically like did really well, commercially did really well, kicked off what's the sequels are Jungle Strike, Urban Strike, and then Nuclear Strike for PlayStation. And then Soviet There's Strike. Or Soviet Strike, you're Soviet right, you got that strike. one. Yep. Which I've only played, I've only played Jungle Strike. Um, I will say, outside of Desert Strike, I will say that I really enjoy Desert Strike, mm-hmm. um, and I do think that it was more fun just because I was able to play it with a group of people online. Like, mm. like you know, not multiplayer, but I was able to play it and chat with people online. Like, that made a huge difference. Because yeah. um, I remember doing anything about Jungle Strike. I had no God, idea what the fuck was going on. We struggled, on. dude. Yeah, we yeah. struggled. And it's like, Jungle Strike, it's weird because it's like, I did not like Jungle Strike. But I bet if I were to go back to it now, having played Desert Strike, I'd probably like it more mm-hmm. than Desert Strike because... Desert Strike, it's in the title, so don't get too surprised. It all takes place in the desert. Jungle Strike doesn't all take place in the jungle. Like, you've got a whole bunch of different, like, biomes that you travel to. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those being the jungle, surprise. Um, And there are also different vehicles that you can ride that we never got to because we were awful at the game. So, like, looking at it on paper, it's like, okay, Jungle Strike, objectively, I feel like, it hits different check marks that it, Desert Strike It made not. IGN's top 100 list. Desert Strike did, did not. not. So, yeah, I would imagine you're probably right. If you went back or you streamed it now, it would probably be more fun, which I remember having no clue what to do. I watched you play this game 
on on Twitch, so I had a little more understanding of it. But it's so fucking hard. It's hard. The, the premise is pretty simple and fun, and I can see if you enjoy like inventory management and more simulation type stuff, you would really enjoy this game. It's tough because it's like, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I'd lean so heavy into the simulation mm-hmm. because especially just coming off of Super Strike Eagle. Like Super uh, Strike Eagle to me is a, that is a simulation. That's a simulation. This feels more like an arcade game. It's a, an arcade style game, but it has inventory management elements to mm, it. Okay. Because it's like, you can run out of everything. You can run out of your, your ammo. You can run out of your Hydra missiles, and you can run out of your um, regular missiles. I don't know what those are called. You can run out of... Hellfire. Thank you. Hellfire. Hellfire. That's right. Um, Not Sidewinders. Right. It's a great expansion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) You can uh, run out of fuel, and you can run out of armor. Your armor is essentially your helicopter's hit points. If Mm -hmm. your armor is reduced to zero, you crash and you die. Uh, And you have to manage all of those things. And... While you're trying to do the objectives that are like there, each mission has multiple objectives that you have to complete, and it behooves you it behooves you to do them in order because if you don't do them in order, uh, you run the risk of running into a zone called the danger zone, uh, and the danger into the danger zone. You don't want to be in the danger zone because everything, all the enemies in the danger zone have like double armor and deal extra damage. So you do not want to be in the danger mm-hmm. zone. Uh, the way to stay out of the danger zone is to do the object, uh, do the objectives in the order that they're supposed to be done. Oh, okay. Uh, like for instance, it's really cool because like in the first mission, you have to destroy a uh, power station. And once you knock out the power station, it no longer supplies power to the airfield, which was a danger zone until you destroy the power station. Um, so it's cool. It's got this like internal logic to yeah. it. You do not have to do that. If you want to make the, you can do the objectives in any fucking order that you want to do it. If you want to, I guess, make the game like super difficult. It's already <laughs> yeah. it's already a difficult game. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool because you can uh, you can. While you're doing these objectives, like if you notice your ammo is getting low, you can pull up the map and look and see like, okay, well, there's some ammo crates here at this part of the map. So there, there is some strategic thinking involved. It's not like your standard. When I think of like a shoot 'em up I think of you're flying from left to right shooting things that appear on the screen. That's not really the case for this game at all uh, because in order for you to proceed uh, as you're supposed to, you really have to like think about, okay, well, I need to get some fuel before I do this objective. Here's the fuel on the map. I'll fly there on the way to the objective. Like It's, it's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you don't like that kind of stuff, Desert Strike is not for you. Yeah. Um, if you just want to like fly around and shoot things, you can do that, but you'll, your helicopter is going to die really yeah. fast. Because I, what little I I played about, I just, I got very frustrated with the fuel, first of all, like, and it only, like, from, I didn't get past the first level, but I read first level fuel is child's play. Beyond that, it gets much more difficult. Well, even in the second mission, it was, it was a lot tougher. And then Dr. Drunk was like, oh yeah, this, it gets like way, it gets way harder than this as far as like fuel and stuff like that goes. So yeah. It, it's and because of that, like it's it feels to me like the kind of game where you have to like. I, I don't feel like this is a good game. You're gonna sight read and you're gonna go in and like blow through mission after mission. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like one where it's like figuring out a mission is gonna take you some time. Like you know, like I feel like that's the kind of game it is. It's plotting. 
it's kind of one of those where it's like you get as far as you can in a mission, die, lose all three of your lives, and learn from those mistakes, and then try to do another mm-hmm. run, get a little bit farther, die, learn from those mistakes, and then just keep mm-hmm. repeating that until you get through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would say it's like a, a strategy game more than it is anything because you got strategy mixed with inventory management, and those are the two main elements of the game. The shooting stuff and blowing stuff up is almost like a secondary thing to those two aspects of the game. Yeah, it's true. Uh, although I will say that like shooting things like took it took a minute for me to kind of wrap my head around because it don't do the fun thing don't do the fun thing and just run around shooting stuff right do, do the boring thing inventory management and and making sure you're not flying into the danger zone don't blow up fun shit if you want to complete missions yes if you don't want to if you do not care about that you can do whatever you want like that's kind of the i feel like that's kind of the pass that they're that they're giving you it's like you can play this however you want and the first mission is kind of a party because they do give you a whole bunch of fuel and they give you a whole bunch of ammo and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you're just in it to GTA, like GTA style, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want, then just your first mission's where you want to be. It does remind me a little bit of the old top-down GTAs. Yeah. Just a scotch. Because this is, this is like a top-down isometric mm-hmm. deal. Um, the, the, I, I've come around on the on the HUD because it's like when you're playing this game, you're you are only seeing the game. You're seeing the helicopter flying around and you're seeing the ground, you're seeing the buildings, you're only seeing things that you can interact with. What I mean by that is you don't see your health, you don't see your armor, you don't see your ammo or your fuel on the main screen. You have to press the start button in order to go in and do your inventory management. Mm-hmm. There's pros and cons to that. The the pro being that you can actually see on the screen. And I think if they cluttered it up with all that bullshit, I think this game would not be as fun as it is. Because you can really get going in this helicopter. Like, you can go pretty fast. And it's like, because this game is like a 4-3 aspect ratio game, I mean, it's like you don't have widescreen. Mm. So I feel like it's really important that you're able to see all the information that you can. Yeah. But it is a pain to like, it does suck to hit the start button and be like, ah, shit, I'm almost out of fuel. Fuck, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And then you open up the map and you're like, well, the only fuel barrels are all the way on the other side of the map. I hope I can make it. Yeah. What was your experience like playing the game, Link? Um, you know, I did, I did like the game. I still was entertained by it even so many years later after playing the original one. Um, I think that a stripped down HUD where if they just had the fuel marker and the armor marker down at the bottom of the game uh, would have made it a little bit better for me. Uh, I think pausing the game kind of breaks the action that they want to supposedly immerse you in yeah. in the game. So that's the only complaint I had about there not being a HUD. Just those two things, armor and fuel, so you kind of have an idea. Uh, the other thing I thought that was kind of funny is like the one of the best ways to replenish your armor is to rescue people, which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, you can fit six guys up inside that helicopter. Yeah, cram them up in there. Cram them up in there. Uh, yeah, and, and each one you bring back gives you armor back. That's one thing I wanted to say as I thought it was really funny that they chose the Apache to be a kind of rescue helicopter because uh, if you actually check out the Apache's Wikipedia page, there is a, a really cool photograph of them doing a pilot extraction in a training exercise. And the guy is literally sitting on the outside of the Apache because obviously there's only room for two people in the Apache. Ah, I got you. Well, they can just hang off the ladder, right? 
thought they were doing. They're handled on the blades. Just get up there. <laughs> so, but this, the way you talk about it just makes me, it immediately reminded me of how much I appreciate a good display from like Dead Space. I love, love, love Dead Space, not providing you all the information you need, but not breaking the immersion because you can see like your health bar on his spine in the back. Right. You can see your ammo on the display on his gun. Like, I like shit like that a yeah, lot. And it's like Dead Space, you don't, you don't see what it did a whole lot. Like Resident Evil, same way. Like, I don't know how much ammo I have. I don't know what health I'm at. You know, I'm not right. limping, but am I in danger? Or, you know, right. So. That, that is an important early thing that not many games picked up on. So, yeah, neg- negative to, to Desert Desert Strike for that. But I know uh, from what I was, my research was the guy who developed it, like, basically really wanted to build an engine for momentum-based control for, for the Apache. So I think it's it's super clunky, but that was very much what he intentioned. He his intention was in the controls to make it to make it control like that. His name I meant to mention earlier was Mike Pussain. Mike Pussain. Ryan Pussain's brother. Yeah, there you go. Pretty interesting about that is that they used 3D modeled sprites at the time. Yeah, they did the uh, they did the old Donkey Kong Country trick, but they did it mm. before Donkey Kong Country, mm. which is to three render something in 3D and then essentially make 2D sprites out of those renderings. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I like that. I, I do think I do think that the helicopter looks really nice in the game. Um, I think it's. I mean. It's in a desert, so it's tough to be like, this is a beautiful game. Yeah. It's, got, it's brown and explodey. And yellow. I mean, yeah, yeah brown and yellow. <laughs> Pretty much what you get. But, Link, you mentioned you had an, uh, you had an Apache helicopter story. Yeah, definitely. I could tell a really cool story. Uh, one of my experiences. So, uh, our dining facility was located literally like 30 feet from the flight line, and we always got to see the guys working on them in the helicopter shop and stuff like that. Uh, so one day, uh, 4th of July morning, whenever I was deployed in Afghanistan, uh, the pilot of the Apache comes in and he goes, hey, check it out. Uh, Congress just approved $350,000 worth of ammunition for a 4th of July show. So when it comes to getting, <laughs> when it comes to the dusk, you're going to want to be out where you can see uh, the mountains across the flight line. And we're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. So I happened to be working morning shift that day. I was like, perfect. Uh, so on the base in Bagram where I was, they have uh, overlook towers that overlook the flight line so that, you know, on your day off or whatever, you can watch the planes and helicopters take off and land and, and all that fun stuff. So we, uh, we go up to one of these observation decks, and it's about dusk, and they've got A-10 uh, Thunderbolts doing figure eights dropping flares. And then out of the flares comes this Apache attack helicopter just out of nowhere. And we see it fly towards the mountain. And we're like, oh, this is going to be cool. And so he uh, has tracer rounds in, in the minigun that's on the front of the Apache. And he just starts lighting up the side of the mountain with these tracer rounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking cool. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, fucking Hellfire rocket. Oh, wow. Just blowing the shit out of the fucking mountain. What? It was probably the coolest 4th of July I ever got to experience <laughs> Holy, in my holy life. shit. Here are your tax dollars, motherfuckers. That's awesome. <laughs> That is that's like, well, we don't need we don't need, you know, four May fireworks. We'll just make our own, goddammit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Have either of you played a game called Choplifter? No. Choplifter uh, no. Link? 
No, I have not either. I noticed that uh, that's what he was inspired by, but I didn't even have a chance to check it out. Can you tell me more about it? It's a it's an old like Apple II game, uh, which was ported to a whole bunch of things. I think it even came out on the. I think it came out on. I think there's a Game Boy version. I might be mistaken, but it's essentially a game where you play as a helicopter and you take off from a U.S. base and you fly over a war f- a battlefield uh, and rescue uh, your guys on the other side. Uh, and the reason I bring it up is because this is where the the designer of this game, Mr. Posehn, uh, <laughs> came up with the concept for for Desert Strike. And I think that's I think that's cool. Cause it's like it's it's the '90s, and it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, the video game industry has been a thing long enough where it can kind of take inspiration from itself. So. Yeah, and Choplifter, like, I mean, that's a game that people talk about with with high praise. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the time, yeah, it's a very very cool game. I did watch a I did watch a let's play of it online, which was very cute because it was like it was the Apple II version. And it like they include like the amount of time it took to load the game too. <laughs> so there's like a good like thirty seconds to forty seconds of you just staring at like a command line prompt while the game like tr- like tr- works on loading. Chug 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 yeah. chug. Uh, and uh, something else that I thought was really really cool. I'm really glad that I saw this uh, on on Wikipedia. But uh, Amy Hennig, she worked on this game. She was uh, an artist for Desert Strike, uh, which I think is really cool because she is like a huge player in the Uncharted series. Mm, like mm-hmm. she was a creative director uh, for the Uncharted series, I think starting with the second game. Uh, and she was there at Naughty Dog until like 2014. So like when I saw her name, and I'll be honest, like I don't really stay like I'm not like I'm not a game expert. Everybody who listened to the disclaimer at the beginning of this episode knows that. Yeah, we said it. We said it. Don't say it. We said it. Didn't say because we said it. Yeah, right. Don't come at me, Chris Jarico Nine. <laughs> um, I also know country music. Damn it, that's a lie. <laughs> I don't know that, but. Um, it was, it was cool because it's like, I wouldn't have known who she was, uh, except I read, uh, blood, sweat and pixels. The, the book Mm -hmm. that, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Schreier wrote that Jacob had recommended on a episode a few, like like, a while back. And it's like, there's a whole, there's a whole chapter in that book on uncharted. And when I recognize her name, it's like, Oh cool. This is like a thing where it's like, I can like, this is connective tissue. This is, this is pretty neat. So anyway, it's fun fun trivia for mm-hmm. Desert Strike. Uh, there's a there's a Naughty Dog Uncharted connection there. Yeah, Naughty Dog. Uh, well, do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, the one of the things that I wanted to mention, uh, Dave had read about that in the Wikipedia introduction, is that the Amiga home computer system got an upgraded version. Um, not only did they upgrade the graphics for that version, they redrew everything from it from scratch, but they also used actual military sound effects from military training videos, which uh, some of the sound effects in the game itself for the Super Nintendo were a little bit cheesy. Yeah, a little bit. Because in the main so in the main game, there's no music; it's just sound effects. So yep. further enhancing those sound effects does sound pretty fucking good. Is uh, is there music in the Amiga version, Link? Do you know? I I do not know. They didn't really say anything about that, so I didn't get a chance to check that out. I just know that they they did take the time to get military training footage and use the sound effects from that. That's cool. Um, and then uh, one other quick mention is that. Uh, 
the general of the game on uh, every other console except for the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy Advance is named General Kill Baba. And if you're playing it on the Super Nintendo, it's General Moo Baba. Mua Baba, yeah. <laughs> it was when I was reading, the, I'm glad you said that because when I was reading the Wikipedia, I was like, I don't remember it being Kill Baba. But I do think that in, uh, I could be wrong, but I think in Jungle Strike, he's mentioned as Kill Baba. Like the enemy's mentioned yeah. to be like the son of Kill Baba or something like that. <laughs> Inconsistencies. Or I'm just making it up, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, the music that was in the game, I liked. I mean, I didn't like it in the the Genesis version. I, I think it takes a very special like takes a special ear, I think, to love Genesis music. <laughs> I just yeah. I know there are people who love it and it's like nothing against you, but man, it some of the some of those tracks are, I think are really grating. Yeah, put some tin in it. Yeah. 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 Turn up the tin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did anybody here have a favorite co pilot? Because <laughs> you get to choose your co-pilot at the beginning of the game. I, I didn't really. I just kept pressing start. So I, after all my reviews, like then it's like you could choose your co-pilot, a different effect. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, because like some co-pilots are better at like if you have a co-pilot who's good at shooting, you're gonna shoot better. If you have a co-pilot who's better with the winch, I believe your ladder is gonna be faster uh, to like pick up mm. MIAs. And also like one of my favorites is when it's like you destroy like. A political building, I don't know what to call it. And then, like, a politician, I don't know, also know what to call that, <laughs> runs out. And then it's like, if you fly over them, the ladder lowers and your co pilot's hanging on to it and they just snatch them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they'll, uh, I remember what they call them now. They were like Scud Commanders because it's like you pull them up and then you get a cutscene where it's like, this bag of trash told us where the Scud missiles are. And then, like, now they show up on the oh, on the map and you go that's cool. fly and okay. destroy them. So, yeah, it's kind of neat. And uh, I wanted to, the reason I want to bring up co pilots is because there's a Dave co pilot. Oh, what does Dave do? Nickname Mr. D. <laughs> yep, that lines up. Mr. D <laughs> has no fear. In the heat of battle, he is often so pumped that he loses control of his body, shooting wildly. <laughs> he shits everywhere. And jamming the winch. So he's like hard mode, essentially, <laughs> oh. as far as I take it. <laughs> There's Tracker. I love how he's also the oldest guy there, too, just from the picture. I know, right? He's very, he's very sad for whatever reason in his picture. Yeah, if there was like a current cast member from MASH that's in this game, it's Dave. It's Mr. D. <laughs> I came here to die, but hadn't got that lucky yet. I'm going to take you with me. <laughs> uh, there's also Tracker, a congressman's son, who has apparently learned to shoot at a young age. Mm. Uh, Aussie, she's well-rounded. Uh, yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and X-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's good on the winch. All right. It's probably right. Forge, then. That's probably the X-Man yeah, that we're working with. <laughs> And then, of course, you can't forget about Jake, the guy who's MIA, who you can actually rescue in the game. Uh, my favorite thing about his character bio is that he knows the best places for R&R, and apparently that's important to put in the bio. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about... He's Beetle Bailey. <laughs> my favorite thing about Carlos was that his nickname, because they all have nicknames, like Dave's is Mr. D. Carlos's nickname? Jake. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of his his bio kind of looks like Jake the Snake from uh, oh, wrestling. Maybe okay, that's that's it. why. <laughs> maybe that's the connection. It you, is Jake. You look the snake. like a wrestler. I'm gonna call you Jake. Jake. <laughs> this helicopter's the snake. Get in. 
Uh, I think <laughs> that the uh, during your I love that you're essentially briefed by uh, Arlie Ernie, who uh, the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Oh, okay. That's what that guy <laughs> okay. looks like uh, to uh, to me at least. <laughs> yeah, it was probably a shout out to him. I mean, he's pretty famous as far as the military world is concerned, so that would not surprise me in the least. Because what didn't he get that scene in like two takes? I feel like. Yeah, uh, none of his uh, dialogue in the movie was scripted, from what I understand. They just said, "Do what you would do as a drill sergeant," and then all the actors had to react to what he was saying. Man, I don't know how I don't know how they kept a straight face. Like honestly, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, I, that's just I guess a testament to Kubrick's directing because it's like I mean, if any other, I don't know. It just seems like if you're not prepared for that, that it's. And you're an actor and not a soldier mm-hmm. that it might be, I don't know, it might be funny. Yeah, well, I mean, Private Joker thought it was funny for a little while. Yeah, oh, man. That, <laughs> yeah, I can tell you what, uh, in basic training, uh, we were getting smoked, which means uh, we were doing physical activity. Blazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's a bad kind of getting smoked. Trust me, you don't want to do that on a, yeah, no. Um, but one of the drill sergeants who was uh, punishing us at the time uh, started reciting lines from the movie, and it was everything that we could do to not laugh. It was so freaking ridiculously hard because <laughs> we knew if we laugh, if you laugh, the punishment's going to get even worse. But man, he just was line for line going off that movie. It was hilarious. <laughs> I imagine like when you become a drill sergeant, the government is like, "You gotta wa- have you if you haven't seen this movie, you need to watch yeah. this movie. Do the fuck with people. Yeah. There you go. This is what we want." <laughs> 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 well, do you guys have any achievements? I had a few that came in. Actually, I had way more than a few that came in from Twitch chat. Mm. So thank you to everybody who hung out on Twitch and submitted achievements. I cannot list all of them. There were way too many, and I fucking love it. But these are the these are the ones that I got. Uh, sadomy. Uh, in order to unlock <laughs> sadomy, uh, you need to kill the madman who bears no resemblance at all to Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Uh, and that's coming in from Faceful of Alien Wing Wong, a.k.a. Dr. Drunk. Uh, next achievement is coming from Kana, and that is Highway to the Danger Zone. In order to unlock Highway <laughs> to the Danger Zone, you have to uh, get in the danger zone. Uh-huh. All, right. All right, pretty good. <laughs> it was just an excuse for me to <laughs> sing and cringe about that six years from now. Oh, no. Uh, next achievement I got is FY exclamation FF, which is short for fuck yeah, friendly fire. <laughs> and in order to unlock fuck yeah, friendly fire, you need to accidentally blast one of your own boys, but then shrug it off because he shouldn't have been standing there. Uh, and that's coming from, that actually was submitted twice from two different, <laughs> that same achievement was submitted by two different people with different names. But uh, I want to give credit to uh, Dirtbag Keith and God of Hammers 30 for that. And I've got one more. I'm telling you, there were so many. There were so many fucking achievements, and it was great. Uh, The last one is Popper Chopper. Uh, That comes from Bovine Bear. Mm -hmm. In order to unlock Popper Chopper, you got to stretch out the inside of your chopper and take six guys to the landing zone. (laughs) I had that achievement, but I was going to call it DVDA. (laughs) Do you guys have any? Tyler, do you have any others? Um... Uh, nope. Link, you got anything? Uh, so Jake the Snake, Rescue Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then uh, non-friendly fire, position yourself between an enemy and a building and allow the enemy to blow the building up. Oh, my God. That is so much fun. Dude, (laughs) I forgot about that. I'm so glad that you said that. Like, I had a fucking, like, surface-to-air missile, like, just obliterate uh, an electrical tower. And it was like, it got me thinking. I was like, yeah, I could really, like... I could really like battle a hoth of this shit out and like just see how much of like collateral damage I can make them make. Do you have any others, Link? No, those are the only two I came up with. Sweet man. It's good. It's shit. Uh if anybody out there listening wants to help come up with the achievements, uh please join me on Twitch Sundays at eight thirty central and uh use the Chivo command and we'll get it on the list. Deadpool church. That's right. Uh, I have some questions uh, for yes. you guys. Yes. I do have a quiz. Yeah, let's do it. From Matt. It's been a while. It has been so a while. So thank you, Matt, for sending this one in. Uh, we've missed your quizzes, buddy. Uh, this quiz is titled Deserts and Video Games. Hmm. Are you ready to play? Hmm. These are 10 questions yes. about games and deserts. All right. Question number one. The Angry Sun first appears in the Desert Land stage in this Super Mario Brothers game. That is Super Mario Brothers 3. That is the Angry Sun in Super yep. Mario Brothers 3. Link, you're in agreement? Oh, I thought he was asking I which stage. Like stage, stage. Or is it game or stage? Oh my god, it is stage he stage. is calling for. Desert Land was World 2. It's World 2. It's definitely World 2. One. It's not 1, it's not 2, it's maybe 2, 3. I want to say it. Three. Yeah, two, three. Two, three. three. Want to go with that? Three, yeah. All right, let's lock it in. The answer is Super Mario Brothers three. <laughs> we, we need to. We need to. We need to look this up. Well, I can't. Can someone please? I, I need to know. All right. Next question. And I gave up on that really fast. I'm sure you guys. Yeah. Uh, in Sonic three, this zone is desert themed with castle like structures. Sonic three. That is like the oil. That's like the. I, it's got like oil or something in the name. It's not like oil zone. Saddam it's zone. Saddam zone. That's it. Sadomy zone. Sadomy zone. Yeah, that's a dangerous zone. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You want to keep the scuds out of your sadomy zone. <laughs> uh, oil slick zone? I don't think it's slick, but I, it's like it's like an oil thing, I think. God damn it. I wish I could remember it. Mm. Can we can we pass and come yep. back to that one? Maybe mm-hmm. some fucking miracle will happen. I'll think of the name of it. Number three. The primary setting for Fallout New Vegas, it is named after a Southern California desert. The Mojave. Mojave. Link, you're in agreement. I am going to go with you guys. I'll give it to us. Mojave Wasteland. But Mojave. We got it. We got it. We got it. Uh, Next question. On Commando Man's stage, the player must escape sand that covers the whole TV screen and this 8-bit game for the Xbox 360. Commando Man makes me think of Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Is was Commando Man a robot master? Mm. I'm trying to think. What is that game where he has like a metallic arm that can shoot ropes and you swing? It's uh, Captain Commando. Captain Commando. Because they did make, they made a a new version of it, right? Yes, Still, they did. I didn't play it. See, a sand that covers the entire screen. I don't feel like that's a Mega Man though. The way it reads to me, it sounds like the whole screen is just sand and you have to move your controller or something to free yourself. My guess would be, honestly, my guess would be one of the, one of the like Mega Man 9 or 10, right? Yeah. I don't, but I don't know. I don't know. Link, you have any ideas? I would go with the Mega Man series. Um, 
I mean, I know sand covering the whole screen. It kind of makes me also think of a moving sand wall, which kind of makes me think of Mega Man as well. What do you? So, what do you think? What are we going to go with then? I played ten more than I played nine, so maybe we go with nine. Go with Mega Man nine. Sure. All right. Sounds good. Locked in. Fuck. It's Mega Man ten. We were we were almost there. That's my bad. We were almost there. No, it's all good. All right. Next question. In Zelda Ocarina of Time. This desert is located beyond Gerudo Valley and Haunted Wasteland. There's a hint. I can go ahead and give it to us now, yep. or I can or I can wait. Link, do you know it? I thought it was the Gerudo Desert. Okay. Well, let me give you let me give you the hint then. It shares a name with an X Man with a famous roar. So is it Colossus something? Colossal Sands. Is it Colossal Sands? Mm-hmm. There's got to be then. Is that a thing? I don't know. I pl- I spent so little time with Ocarina. I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I remember playing through it extensively when it was new. So. All right. You want to do? You guys okay with Colossal Sands? Sure. Yeah, I'm good. All right, locking it in. It is Desert Colossus. Uh, it's, clo- uh, it's close. It's <laughs> close. All right. Uh, next question. Eric, Baleog, and Olaf arrive in an Egyptian-themed desert land on level 12 after being swept through time in this SNES game. That is the Lost Vikings. Mm-hmm. 1,000% yep. sure on that one. Unless it's the Lost Vikings 2. Mm. But I'm going to go with one. Lost Vikings. Lost Vikings. We are correct. Next question. The entrance to this Super Mario 64 desert level is in the castle's basement disguised as a wall. What is the desert in Super Mario 64 called? Hmm. I'm not really sure on that one. It's disguised as a wall. That really doesn't help me because it's like, I can't. Everything's disguised as a wall. Well, (laughs) kind of. But it doesn't help me like recall the name of the mm-hmm. desert, you know. It's probably like Hidden Sands or something like oh, that. Oh, you're with Hidden Sands? Maybe, maybe. Link, you good with Hidden Sands? Oh uh, yeah, lock it in. All right, let's do it. Hidden Sands. It is Shifting Sandland. Ah, uh, it's a tough one. Next question: The name of the desert world in Banjo Kazooie. Oh no. Nope. Right. Hint. Yeah, I do have a hint before we give up. Its name is similar to Asia's second largest desert, which I can't name that. Read the question again. The name of the desert world in Banjo-Kazooie. The hint is its name is similar to Asia's second largest desert. I want to say that's maybe the Gobi. Could be totally wrong. Gooby? Is it maybe Gooby? Gooby Sands. Gooby Sands. All right. Gooby Sands. Lock it in. Yeah. Gooby Sands. It should be Gooby Sand. It's Gobi's Valley. Uh, so that's very, okay. very... Uh, I mean, you were I right. I knew the desert. You knew the fucking desert. Check out the big brain on Tyler here. You weren't even falling for any fucking scams. No. <laughs> no. Come on, Chris. <laughs> Next question. The unreleased 1995 Sega CD game, Penn & Teller's Smoke and & Mirrors, mm. featured this mini-game where the player drives a bus through the desert from Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas, Nevada. That's Desert Bus, right? Desert Bus, yep. Yeah, Desert Bus. Lock it in, Desert Bus. That is Desert Bus. All right. <laughs> Last question until I go back and fail miserably trying to remember this fucking Sonic 3 zone name. The Atari video game Burial supposedly happened in the middle of the desert in this U.S. state. New Mexico? I think it is New Mexico. Where they buried all those with that. ETs. Mm-hmm. But the problem with me is, I'll be real with you, 
those four states that are shaped like squares, mm-hmm. I get mixed up all the time. Yeah. I just know he's already mentioned Arizona. He's already mentioned Nevada. So we got Utah and so New, Utah Mexico. Or New Mexico. New Mexico. New Mexico. The Utah, yeah. Those aren't Christian games. That's so right. Like we're in Utah. All right. <laughs> it is New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Sonic 3 zone. Fuck. I don't know it. Oil, oil slick sands? Oil. Oil, oil s- something. I don't. Oil field zone? Maybe oil, oil field, field zone? zone? Okay. I don't know. I'm going with that if you guys are okay with it. Yep. I'm good. It probably doesn't even have fucking oil in it. <laughs> it does it. <laughs> Desert Palace Zone. All right. Very well may have been mix- mixing up my Sonic games. That's all right. Man, I'm really bummed out about that one. All right. Thank you, Matt. That was a good quiz. I was well, we, We've done track. Sonic 1 and 2, right? We haven't done Sonic 3. Oh, well, I guess we haven't done an episode on Sonic 3, yeah, have we? I don't think so. Oh, good Lord. Because we need to get a Sonic and Knuckles and all that shit. All that shit. All of it. I got another. I got some other questions. Yeah. You guys interested? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much this game is. If you were to buy it right now on price charting, what like what do you think the average price is of this game? Loose again. It's Desert Strike. In case we've forgotten. Four seventy five. Four seventy five from Tyler Link. What do you think? Uh, Six forty two. Actual retail value of Desert Strike colon. Return to the Gulf for the Super Nintendo, loose, on average, on PriceCharting.com, at the time of this recording, is $6.89. Link, you were very close close. to being right on the nose. Woo! Yeah! You guys want to take a stab at how much it is new? $76. I say I'll go with uh, $48. It is $52.32. Do you think it is worth the loose price of six eighty nine? Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, it's not my bag, but I could see where it's definitely some people's. Link, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah for certain. I mean, if that's if it's something that appeals to you, it's definitely something that you're going to get a lot of time out of. I think there's what four worlds in it and over fifty missions, so that's that's definitely worth the investment of six bucks. It's a it's definitely one of those games where it's like if I had been into this kind of stuff when I was a kid, it would have been a godsend because I would have been able to sink so much time into mm-hmm. it. There's a lot of content. There's there's a lot of time that you can sink into just trying to get through the content, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's worth it, too. Do you guys think that this game should have been on, on IGN's Top 100 Super Nintendo games? Assuming Jungle Strike is an improvement in every way, then no. But maybe, like, in the Top 200. Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, I would say, you know, Jungle Strike introduces different vehicles, so there's more aspect of playability to it. So for it being a great game as it was, Desert Strike, I, I do agree. I don't think it should be in the top 100, but it's still a great game. I liked it. I, I liked it, and I feel a little weird saying that because I was very hard on Jungle Strike. But I this is going to sound absolutely silly, but it's like I do feel like I, we've played a lot of games in the last five plus years and and I think that's given me more perspective than I had when we were first doing this show and because of that perspective like I've played some really really bad games Mm. and it's like also this coming off of Super Strike Eagle like this game is way more fun than Super Strike Eagle Mm. so I I enjoyed it I would I honestly think it's worth the 689 like that's even if you're not a collector, if you're into this kind of game, like yeah, it's easy. This yeah. is a this is a must buy. 
So un- unexpectedly pleasurable experience from yeah. Randomizer. Yeah, thanks, Randomizer, for the unexpectedly pleasurable experience. Well, uh, all hail the randomizer. All hail the randomizer. Well, let, let's get out our prayer shawls and light the light some candles and let's pray to it again. All see right, what we get. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Sing the song of the randomizer, child. Let it hear you. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. Six six seven. Neighbor of the beast. Damn. Neighbor of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neighbor. Of the beast. Uh, is Uniracers. We've already oh, done that. Already done that Uniracers. Episode three, I think. <laughs> three. You're right. Oh, I bet that's even worse than <laughs> Jungle Strike was. But we had Josh on that one, so we did. he probably saved us. Yeah. We have to do it again. Because that was the was that the not cool enough when you try to enter your names yeah, and shit. You can't yeah, you can't have fuck as your and name the, in the Uniracers. The anti uni, the yeah, anti Christ unicycle. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and the Pixar lawsuit. You remember that whole thing too? Yeah. Uniracers. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. Facts. <laughs> All right, let's do it again. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. 381. Hmm. 381. Right. <laughs> 381. Oh, boy, 381. All right. The randomizer <laughs> did not like being blasphemed the last uh, episode. Yep. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. NFL... Quarterback club. All right. Mm. Uh, Boom. Uh, All right. So I have a question. To ask. <laughs> That's your club two. Club two. <laughs> well, that leads me into my next question mm. for you. On this spreadsheet uh, tablet, uh, mm. it says this this very religious artifact in my hands. Uh-huh. It shows that there is another NFL quarterback club. So maybe we should do the two games at once. Combine them together. Yeah. Okay. So that we can knock out the NFL quarterback club series yep. on the SNES. Are okay. you good with that? I'm good with that. That requires us to play both games. Yep. I'm sure they're very different. God, I hope they're not. They're probably not. <laughs> if we play them and they're dramatically different, then I say we split it up. Okay. It's but fair. if we play them and they're just like just the players are different, then right. you combine them. All right. Okay. So NF- next week's fucking episode, NFL quarterback club. <laughs> All hail the randomizer. Yep. <laughs> All hail the randomizer. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in for our great, great series spectacular over the NFL Quarterback Club. Are you ready for some football? Oh, fuck yeah. There you go. Mm. You like that clipping? So You're good. welcome. So good. Uh... So I am curious, uh, what about beards and glasses? Oh, my. Oh, did we not do it? Damn, God. we got to wrapped up. I was ready for randomizer time. <laughs> Hey, Link. I'm glad you said that. Otherwise, we would have gotten some backlash. Yeah, Link, do you remember the time you fucking saved the podcast? (laughs) Tyler. Yes, Dave. I want to let you know that I did forget to do beards and glasses, but Mm -hmm. I would also Mm -hmm. like to point out that you forgot to do Uh beards and glasses. I did. We kind of fucked up, Uh but our good friend Link. That's the randomizer punished us. It's like, now you're coming to me too early. Yeah. Here you go, quarterback club. Yeah. I'm sorry, randomizer. We will learn. There's we a way to this religion, and you're going too quickly. <laughs> right? You can't rush it. You can't rush faith. You can't rush nirvana. Sorry. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. I love you. I love you. Before we close things out, for real, real, mm-hmm. not for play, not play, for play, play, I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. The first of which is, if you were to give this game 
a beard that mm-hmm. sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? I would give it the the black, oh-so-trimmed, oh-so-neat mustache of Saddam Hussein. All right, so the clean, neat version, yeah, not yeah. the we got him version. Yeah, not, not <laughs> the pulled out of his bunker version. Like, no, 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 no. If this were awful, an right. awful game, that's what right. it would have been. Okay. So maybe the Game Gear version. Which, <laughs> the Game Gear version. Which for- did exist. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the straight out of the bunker beard. <laughs> maybe. Allegedly. I don't know. I haven't played it. Might be, yeah. might be better than the Super <laughs> might Nintendo Might be the version. best game ever played. Might be. Ever not played. Might be. Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about mm-hmm. it, what kind of glasses would it be? I would give this the glasses of one Stormin Norman Schwarzkopf. Is that a is that like a guy from like the comic strips in the paper, Stormin Norman? Yeah, I think he was Beetle Bailey's boss. All right, okay. I think, he was, I think that's Sarge's real name. <laughs> Norman Schwarzkopf. <laughs> All right, now we get now we can close the show now, out. Now. Now we can do it. Uh, let's see. Hey, you wanna you wanna send us anything? Get some intros out there. You can send that to Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, PO Box three seven eight five, Paducah, Kentucky four two zero zero two. Hey, uh, are you uh, are you an, a young podcast entrepreneur? You know, no. like a podcast promoter. I'm not. And you want to contact us to help like promote our show? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. dude! You should have given should have given Chris Jarico nine our phone number. We'll see. <laughs> Shit, yeah, yeah. Call call us tomorrow. We right. can talk about this. Oh my god. Well, see what I want to say because I know um, he just sounds like modem noises. <laughs> <laughs> Busted bitch lasagna. <laughs> Man, I love that. That's like a that's like a fucking song you just wrote. Yeah, like AI writing a rap song. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch lasagna. Thank you. I couldn't remember the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> you only heard it once. It's fine. <laughs> Not catchy enough. I'm sorry. Rejected. <laughs> but uh, some some friends of the show. There's some beef between them between um, Street Pizza Podcast and the Digital Cartridge Podcast. So what I think. All right, listen, Ben Carruth of the Street Pizza Podcast. Lean in, lean in closely. I got a tip for you. For the low, low price of a lasagna, <laughs> just a hundred eighty dollars a month, you can hire Chris Jarico nine <laughs> and blow digital cartridge out of the water. I I know you've got money. I know I know you you, you got some money. So please give part, it to Chris Jarico. Partially as a, as an experiment, part of the reason to just destroy digital cartridge, you hire. <laughs> Chris dot Jarko. I don't. I don't like you bringing into bringing us into this battle. I don't like. I don't. I don't like that at all. I just all want right, everyone to right. know that I am. I'm neutral in this. You guys do whatever you want to do. Hey, digital cartridge. You want to destroy street pizza? <laughs> Damn it! I should have done that. You're a genius. But both of you do that. Let me know. <laughs> Man, Chris Jarko is coming out with a fucking mint. <laughs> But but both of you choose different countries. One of you do UK, one do Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, let's see. There's like you can like Tadpog on Facebook. You can leave a review there. You can do that if you leave want. Leave a review on Facebook. You can do that. It's fine. And now that I'm saying talking about reviews, talk about iTunes reviews. Realize I need still need to send Nate Glines that Ryu hoodie. Sorry, my baby's been sick. Forgive me. I'm gonna play the sick baby card. Haven't done that yet, but I'm going to. And and we have another one to give away. Yep. So, so do that too. Yeah, we still have that. So leave us an iTunes review. Yeah, get in on that. 
and uh, you might win that thing. You that might Tyler win it, and I'll ship it to you eventually. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, tap out on Facebook. That's that's you know that's a site where like your grandma can see a little bit of it. But you want that real shit, that dank shit, those mm. dank memes. Mm. Tab Hog Nation. Hey, you want the danker memes? Yeah. Bit.ly slash Tadpog Discord. There you go. The danker, dankest. Dankest memes. The dankest of memes. You want the dankery dankest? The dankery do? Suicideboys.fun. Which I just renewed. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so glad I did it because I would have been like, you timed this fucking perfectly. Like, are you also getting notifications from our web host? It's like, yo, dog, this is about to expire. You want to spend, tw- you want to waste 20 bucks? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I do, because I know if I don't, Tyler's going to be like, go to suicideboys.fun, and I'm going to have to be like, uh, actually, I let that lapse, and then the nation is going to turn on me with their spears. <laughs> we need this thing we just like to laugh at. <laughs> I get it. I like it, too. It's fun to laugh at. Uh, so, I don't know. Eventually, 20, 20 bucks a year, is that what it is? Yeah. All right. Oh, it's all right, all right. Pa- we got Patreon. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Li- <laughs> You're paying for it, all right? Yeah, right? <laughs> I hope you enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> Look, if that's, if that's all we got to do to keep our Patreon donors happy... <laughs> Fine. That's good. That's good by me. I will gladly re- suicideboys.fun forever. All of you are giving us a dime during suicideboys.fun. <laughs> if you do want to be one of the cool people who donates on our Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash tadpog. Uh, we had plans to record a bonus episode this month, uh, but that didn't work out yep. because everything that's going on. So thanks for being patient with us. We haven't forgotten you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get to that eventually uh, as soon as yeah, we can. Because today we were supposed to, Jack had to go back to the NICU, so things got, things got askew, but we will revisit them. Uh, I want to take a moment to thank some people who have recently donated. I'd like to thank Nick Price, who just recently upped his donation. Uh, Nick, thank you very much. And I want to thank uh, Noah Clemens for upping his donation, uh, riding that penny train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Nolan. Uh, and I think I thanked him already, but I'm going to do it again because he's on my list. Uh, Keith Rains. Thanks, Keith. Nice. Appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get back on that bonus content. Uh, in the meantime. If you haven't checked everything out on the Patreon page, there there is already there's quite a bit on there, mm-hmm. and uh, um, we'll get back on it. Trying to think anything. Do you see our phone number? Yeah, if you want to call us two seven zero eight eight three two five five five. Yeah, uh, give us a call. Let us know what you think. What you think of the Jungle Strike episode? Don't let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we probably have those comments turned off on YouTube. So. Pfft. So, no, you can't. <laughs> don't, please, don't, God. <laughs> every time, uh, every time we, I get a notification when we get a comment on YouTube, and it's like the my insides just kind of like eat themselves a little bit. <laughs> I bet usually people are pretty nice. So, thanks, thanks, nice people. Uh, psh, psh, psh. I think that's all we got. That's it. Until NFL quarterback club. By LJN. Oh, is it by LJN? Wanted to throw that in there. Oh, fuck. All right. All right. That that changes things. (laughs) Hey, look, there's some real potential for a very good episode there. Yeah, that's true. Link, what is our our theme song? Uh, Moves by Sycamore Drive. And a link to that track can be found in the show notes at tadpog.com. Boom. Yeah. I haven't done that shit in a long time. So thank you, Link. You have. You just like. You do it at 88 miles per hour. 
Well, I haven't asked quiz somebody else <laughs> oh, to do it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man, we're, we really need to get back to our roots. I know. That's why I asked Link and I threw in it eventually. Oh, yeah, that's good. Getting All back. right, good. We're doing it. We will never forget Beards and Glasses again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how do you guys want to close this one out? Uh, like you're coming over an Apache radio. All right. All right. So until next time. Uh, you're tropical. Tropical, tropical. Tropical. Why do you smell like that? <laughs> <laughs>